What is normal anyway? We answered that question and some more about introverts in this episode. Hi, I'm Eric Jean-Baptiste and I'm your host for this podcast, Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101, where we are on the journey together on how to empower, educate, and enlighten our youth and young adults better by learning from one another who are engaging with each other in this field. Before I get into what I talk about this episode, I want to remind you to follow me on Instagram at youth underscore mentor 101 and drop a note, send me some feedback. Let me know if you're watching one of these episodes on YouTube or Facebook or listening on Anchor or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I would love to hear from you. I also want to give a shout out to Wayne Jamel, who is the last episode of season one. Check out that episode. But I just also want to shout out that he is starting another comic, Daniel Dreamgazer number two, and the Kickstarter is out right now. And you can help pledge to get that comic book out to the people. I have the first book and it is awesome amazing and i've been using it to explain daniel to my son and you could use it too to explain the book of daniel once you have it so the link to that kickstarter is in the show notes along with my guest's bio and the one i talked to this week is sister tansy chandler she is also known by being the wife of Pastor Damian Chandler, who was the speaker at 2019's Chosen Oshkosh. But I really got to know her because she is a self-proclaimed introvert. And if you don't know me, you'll know that I also am an introvert. So I enjoyed talking to her about how it is being an introvert especially during these times of social distancing because of COVID-19. So enough talking about that. Check out this episode after the ad. Hello, everybody. I am with Tansy Chandler, who has an awesome Facebook page by the name of The Fly Introvert. Is that correct? That's right, the fly introvert. Awesome. So uh, we just wanted to talk about being an introvert in ministry today. But first, I'll just ask you uh, if you could give a short bio about yourself and what led you to where you are now in ministry. Absolutely. So um, I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada. I grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist home. um, And uh, around the age of, let's see, 18, I think I met my husband, Pastor Damian Chandler, and uh, the two of us started ministry together after we got married. Five years after we met, moved to Seattle, Washington, Um, and his ministry took us sort of all over uh, the United States. We've lived in several different places. Together, we have three children. Um, I'm a physical therapist and a group fitness instructor. And I love what I do. I love health and fitness. I love teaching people how to take care of their bodies. Um, I like teaching people the value of their emotional and mental health. I think it's an area that's really important for people to sort of embrace 
and, and learn to take care of. Um, and so I spend a lot of my time with my clients talking about that. And um, I just love my family. I love, I love uh, uh, the blessings that God has given my husband and I and our three kids. Awesome. And I'm also an introvert. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, she is an introvert. And um, what I wanted to basically maybe start this conversation starting out talking about is the fact that you're a physical therapist um, during this time of uh, social distancing in COVID-19. Um, you're an essential worker, correct? I am. What are, yeah. how is it out there um, having to still work and be in the community while people are mostly staying home? Yeah, you know, it's a real challenge and I appreciate you asking me this. It's a challenge right now uh, because in many people's lives, the world is sort of slowing down um, because a lot of events and gatherings are canceled as a result of social distancing. Um, but for people in healthcare, things have really ramped up. And I am a physical therapist. I, I don't work in the hospital. I work in an outpatient facility. So the pace is not quite as fast as it would be in an inpatient facility, but I'm still working my regular Monday through Friday schedule. And um, I guess as this pandemic sort of continues to play itself out, it's becoming a little more um, concerning sometimes to be out in the field every day because there is this uh, sort of always this undercover risk that um, I might be exposed to something. And in my field, I work in very close proximity to people. So I do a lot of hands-on work. I'm guiding people through exercises. I'm doing manual therapy. And so we're in each other's personal space for, you know, 30 minutes or so. And, um, you know, I, I'm constantly in prayer, asking God to protect me from things seen and unseen. Um, at this stage, that's all I can do because I don't want to bring anything home to my children and my husband. Um, but I also feel that I have a role to play. Um, there are people who still need physical therapy, so they still need us to be present. Um, so it's a little bit of a, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm living out my calling and my purpose. There's also a risk involved, and I know that God is covering me in spite of the risk. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I applaud your, your dedication to still go out there, especially as um, an introvert who has the excuse now to stay home. So that, that's the next question I wanna ask. Uh, you have been helping a lot of extroverts right now uh, due to social distancing. Um, could you like enlighten us about how you're helping them out and all these things? So, right. Um, so the, the, the joke around town is that social distancing is an introvert's dream and an extrovert's nightmare. Um, and the reason, just for people who are just tuning in and maybe not understand the difference, an extrovert is somebody who gains their energy um, by being around people, and an introvert is someone who gains their energy in moments of solitude. And so this idea of social distancing, that the, the powers that be are forcing us not to gather, um, to spend time at home, not to go out, not to go to events, um, at first is a very um, exciting time for introverts because it means that we don't have to force ourselves to keep up with the natural fast pace that our lives inevitably sort of pull us into. Um, and I think that you know, our world is very biased towards extroverts. And so we sort of applaud the um, charismatic outgoing um, outspoken individual, and we don't necessarily value the behind the scenes introverted person quite as much. Um, but in this environment, I realized that it's, it's kind of the strong point of the introvert to be able to thrive 
in moments of social distancing or, or solitude. And for the extroverts, this is new territory for them. And so I've really been trying to encourage people, and it's partly comical, but it's partly very real because this social distancing is gonna continue for a long time for many of us, um, but just to make the most of their time of social distancing and solitude, that this doesn't have to be a time where we sort of uh, become down and depressed. I know that there is that risk for a lot of people, but there are some things that we could do to take advantage of this time of social distancing. So I'm speaking to introverts so that they can sort of make the most of it, but also to extroverts, I'm trying to encourage them not to fear and things that they can do, even though they may not be running um, on a full battery, so to speak, because they can't get out into the groups in order to refuel themselves like they normally would. They're really having to tap in um, to whatever percentage of their introverted side to try to make it through the days that follow. So I've just been sharing some things that, that introverts naturally do when we're alone um, that might help make their time a little more bearable. Awesome, yeah. Uh, and I thank you for that because it's, it's really cool to see how they're actually, extroverts are looking towards us now. It, it's so yeah. weird. <laughs> You, the world it's like a, uh, the world went upside down and now all the extroverts are knocking on our door like please help us tell us how you do it and uh that's what you've been doing and that's been awesome and we don't know if this time will ever come again so to all the introverts i, I want to tell people to lap it up enjoy it because um thankfully you know this is the reason we're doing this is for a pandemic so by the grace of god we will never have a pandemic like this again a lot of people are, are suffering you know obviously with this but still for those of us who have our good health and who are introverted this is really our time to shine privately in our own spaces but um you know to really take take advantage of this time wow now speaking about uh, social distancing i want to bring you back to a couple months ago where we were in a situation which was the complete opposite of social distancing and that's yeah. where i actually got to see you I, I didn't meet you but i i got to see what you were about in this environment and that was oshkosh last august um yes. you posted a video that went basically almost viral at least in the seventh day Adventist community right where <laughs> you were in the passenger seat with uh your with your husband in one of the golf carts and you were telling how it takes you so long to get where you're going because he wants to greet everybody, but an introvert knows what to do. And that is to not give eye contact and just look where you're going and keep driving. And yeah. once I saw that post, I went immediately to the heart and liked it. And I, I think I may have even commented because I know that feeling of how they, they you'll, you'll be at Oshkosh and people will say hi to you, maybe ask for a ride um, or something like that because mm -hmm. it's a lot of walking and you're not going to get anywhere if you keep right. looking at everybody. So uh, that's when I first saw what you were about. So let me ask this. How was it in that situation where there's 50, over 50,000 pathfinders yeah. and t leaders and staff and your husband is the speaker. So he is well known in this basically city in Oshkosh, mm -hmm. Wisconsin, and here you are as an introvert. How was that? So that was an experience like I've never had before. I'm used to my husband sort of being up front and center. Um, we've never been in a crowd that big. It was actually quite uh, amazing, not just for myself, but also for him. About 60,000 people were there. And uh, after the first 
uh, sermon that he gave, we literally could not go anywhere on campus. I mean, that, that video was not an exaggeration at all. We couldn't go anywhere on campus without being stopped. Um, it was the kind of attention that I wasn't really prepared for. Um, now, my husband and I had a conversation beforehand because we knew that this was gonna be an intense week. We took the whole family. He was selling several of his books and his products. Um, I was the main person managing, you know, the, the, the selling table. So I, you know, we've been married long enough that we talked first and said, you know, this is gonna be a, a wonderful experience, but also a very exhausting experience for me in particular, because we knew that it was gonna be go, 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 and there was gonna be so many people. Um, but it was still about 10 times um, bigger than I was prepared for. Um, and so really it meant my husband and I had to have a game plan going into this. There were times in the day where we had to be amongst the crowd. We had to, you know, navigate the crowds. We had to go through to find my kids who were at the campsite for our church. Um, and then we had to craft out times where I could pull away, whether it was backstage um, where only the cast could go or back to the hotel and I could get an hour, even just 30 minutes of time to myself. Sometimes I was just hiding out in the car because it was absolutely exciting but overwhelming to have that constant attention from so many people. Uh, and so the, the video came about, I really, I can't tell you what it was that caused me to even make a video like that or share and then share that on social media. I'm not really um, a, a comedian, at least not on the surface. Um, but it was such real life because there were there were times when he was driving um, and he likes the crowd to us you know to us an extent so when he loves to meet new people so every opportunity that he would get he would stop and meet somebody and shake a hand and take a picture and he was just soaking in all of this great extroverted fuel um, but we had places to be literally we had to get to the place to sell the books because it was open and they were waiting for us. Like there was, we had a schedule to keep and we absolutely were not able to keep up with the schedule because of that. So it was truly comedy birthed from reality mm. where I was literally telling him, you cannot stop for every person that wants to meet you. We have to keep going. Something in me just told me to press record. And this was all live conversation that we were having. Um, and it just, I, I'm, I'm shocked at how many people it touched because it was my opportunity to really be very honest. I'm sometimes afraid to say, I need to avoid eye contact just so that I can get to where I wanna to get to. I don't wanna come across as rude, but there are times when that's just the reality, I need to do it. And so to find out that so many people were in that situation, that this is what I gotta to do to get to where I need to get to on a regular basis was um, encouraging. And also it makes every, I hope every introvert who watched that video felt like, I am not alone. There are people out there who feel exactly like I do and there's nothing wrong with me. That's, that was really what I hope and everything that I share about introversion, it's to enlighten the extroverts about who we are, but it's also to give introverts a sense of confidence in who, who we are because we don't often have these open conversations with each other or with anyone else. We stay inside our heads and when we stay inside our heads so much, I think that we sometimes minimize our gifts. Um, and I don't want us to minimize our gifts because I think the world needs introverts and our gifts just as much as we need extroverts. Um, we play a very important role. So I'm grateful that the video connected with you and then hopefully lots of other people around um, who are introverted. Wow. Uh, you were just basically preaching to me right there because that was that's something that I find very 
interesting and powerful and something I really admire from what you do is how you have the, you've had that confidence to say, you know, introverts, we, we, we can do amazing things in ministry too. And it's yeah. something I think we rarely hear. And um, if I could just give a little second to give a little testimony here. Yeah. Um, one of the things that reason why I started the podcast is I was very afraid to talk to people. Um, mm -hmm. I was very withdrawn. And one of the reasons also I didn't pursue ministry for many years is because when I was a student pastor, when I was in my early 20s, uh, the pastor I was with said, I, I don't think you can do this because you are an introvert you, well he didn't say introvert but he he was a very extroverted pastor and he saw that right. i was completely different and so i felt for many years you had to be an extrovert yes. to be in ministry and um i think yeah. it's interesting how you pointed that out something that i was thinking in my head <laughs> like you said we are always in our head i was starting to realize it but then you actually came out with it, with the videos. and Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that testimony because I have felt that way in so many environments. And I'm, I'm learning now that, that that thought process is really paralyzing me and it is um, limiting my ability to really share what God has given me to others. And other people need to hear that. And that's true for whatever your gifting is, whatever your skill set is. If you're a musician or if you're, I don't know, a gamer or if you're a teacher, you know, when we tell ourselves, I cannot be as extroverted as that teacher or that pastor or that vocalist, um, then it really, you, you rob the world of what it is you have to offer and you rob yourself of personal growth. And so podcasts are actually a great way um, for some introverts to get started because I think it's kind of a safe environment to share our thoughts. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's perfectly fine if we stay within the world of podcasts. There's no reason that everybody has to become a public speaker. So it might be, this is just, this is my niche. This is where I want to stay. Or it could develop into an area where now I feel comfortable speaking in front of groups or crowds or churches, or just having a conversation with a coworker. Not everything that's successful has to be among the masses. It can be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. It can be having the courage to tell a parent or a child or a friend how you feel. It's just being able to use your voice and to understand and believe that my voice and my contribution has meaning and has value. That's what it is. No matter how big or small the stage is, um, it starts with first having that internal belief that I have something to share and it's worth sharing. Awesome, yeah. There's something that came to my mind that I've been thinking a lot lately too. Um, I think when God uses the unlikely people to do yeah. his ministry, I think when an introvert is able to preach and then they get off the stage, which has happened to me many a time, I'll preach a powerful sermon and I get off the stage and they are expecting that I'm an extrovert and that I can have great charismatic conversation. And then I'm just extremely withdrawn and quiet. And it start, I started to realize that's because that is purely the Holy Spirit up there mm -hmm. speaking. So mm -hmm. when I'm done doing God's work, I become really who I am. And so yeah. that points to the Holy Spirit even more. If I had right. the skill of charisma and mm -hmm. extroversion, people might say, oh, that's him using his own skill. Mm -hmm. But when I'm an introvert or an introvert pastor is out there, 
doing them, they can say, wow, that really is the power of the God. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And there are many introverted public speakers that you're right. People would assume that because they're speaking in front of large groups of people that they are extroverted, that's not necessarily true. But every introvert has the ability to um, maybe use that percentage of their extroverted self, right? Because it's a it's a spectrum. We're not, you know, we're I might be 80% introverted and 20% extroverted, but they're able to step into that extroverted part of themselves for the sake of something that they're passionate about. So I'm a group fitness instructor and a Zumba instructor. And the first few times that I started teaching group fitness and Zumba at church, um, we had a, a health and fitness ministry. People were shocked that I would get up on stage and have the courage to do that. But it's something that I love to do. Um, but if you ask me to get up and speak and do a sermon, it, it's difficult. I'm more likely to say no to something like that. So we're able to step into whatever realm is necessary for something that we are absolutely passionate about. Yes, yes. So another thing that I always had, uh, and I've talked about this a few times before, is um, when you come to church and you have to engage in the small talk. Yeah. <laughs> How do you experience it especially because uh, you you probably experienced it at a massive scale at Oshkosh but how do you deal with it week to week because as an introvert you are um in the Caribbean culture at least in the Haitian culture we call them the Madame Pasteur so uh -huh. <laughs> it's like you, you are up you are so expected to be up front with mm -hmm. the pastor so how do you you know navigate that um reality so early in the ministry, uh, my husband and I have been married for 20 years, almost 20 years. And when we started in the ministry, I think that I tried really hard to fit that mold. I tried to be the pastor's wife that people expected me to be. So I went everywhere with my husband. We moved to Seattle, Washington. I didn't have any friends there. Um, we had one car at the time. So really anywhere he went, I went. I would sit with him at board meetings. Um, if he was at the church leading a Bible study, I would sort of find a way to help, I started leading a children's Bible study. I was singing in the choir. He was leading the choir. Essentially, we were doing ministry together often, and I was up front um, pretty frequently. After a while, that started to get quite exhausting for me. And so first, it was there was a transition that we had to make within our marriage um, because I still didn't know what the term introvert was. I didn't know how to express that this is tiring for me. I just kept pushing myself, thinking that if I was tired, it was because I needed to just yeah, I needed to work harder to, to do the things that were expected to be a good pastor's wife. Um, and after a while, anybody who's kind of playing a role that doesn't feel authentic um, starts to lose steam at some point. We can only, mm -hmm. you know, not that I was uh, not being true as a supporter, but just as far as feeling the need to be upfront and to play a certain kind of role um, was getting to be challenging for me. So over the years within our, our marriage, we have understood where I feel most comfortable in my in our ministry together and I've kind of stepped more into that behind the scenes role and he's given me plenty of room to do what I feel like I'm called to do and not to necessarily be up on, on stage um, and then I think that the way that we communicate who we are as a couple to the churches because we've led several different churches people over time begin to understand and support Right now, I'm a part of a very supportive um, church family, and um, they know me well. They know that I'm not really the upfront kind of person. I'm not a soloist. I don't play the piano, you know, those kinds of things. I have spoken once or twice, 
but they've really just given me room to be me. I'm grateful for that because some of my peers, uh, pastor's wives, who they're in environments where they don't have room to be themselves. They have mm-hmm. uh, obligations and responsibilities that they have to do just because of who they're married to. And if those responsibilities don't line up with their personalities, and that's a real challenging and ministry becomes very stressful. But um, I run, uh, I, I'm on a team of people who runs the social media department at my team. It's totally behind the scenes. You know, that's great because I can do the posting. I can run the Facebook pages and um, help with the, the live broadcast and those kinds of things. And I don't feel pressured to have to get up in front, but I feel like I'm contributing as well. So I do a lot for my husband when it comes to his book promotions, his video posts and those kinds of things. Um, I have learned that I need to step into what feels comfortable for me, what God has led me to do. And the people around you, eventually they learn to adapt. Um, And hopefully most people are in a supportive environment like I am. And they have embraced who I am. They don't force me to do anything I'm not comfortable doing. Um, And so it becomes something that everybody all around is sort of accustomed to and comfortable with. Wow. Uh, What really got me with that answer is when you said in the beginning, you were trying to fit that mold. You were trying to be what was expected rather than being who you are. And Mm. I think that's one of the pitfalls of um, ministry and something I've been pointing out a lot on this podcast is the expectations that people have for us in church is not necessarily God's expectations. God called you because of who you are and not what he wants you to fulfill for people. So it's it's really interesting that you did that. And I I can understand because as we said, introverts get energy from being in solitude. That also means we lose energy being in public. So that, like you said, was exhausting because it's a lot of, extrovert being part of book club and all these other things that the church is doing and that can be yeah it can be tough so it can be tough it can be tough but one of the things that i think if if my life had a message and a theme where this personality information comes into play and also with health and fitness uh, i want people just to learn to be authentic so this is true for extroverts as well if that is who you naturally are find a way to be who you are. There will be moments in life where we have to step outside of our comfort zone and maybe behave or respond a certain way. Um, But for the majority of it, I want people to find a home, a marriage, a workplace, a church, a social group where they can be their authentic selves. It'll be much more fulfilling in life, much less draining in life. Um, And I believe that that's, I believe that God created us specifically the way he wanted us to. And that's not to say, you know, we all have toxic traits that we have to sort of work on, but there are parts of us that God created exactly the way we were. And in our churches, we are creatures of habit. And I grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist church. Um, I feel like I can say this because uh, not only have I grown up in the church, but my husband being a pastor, we have seen churches from the East to the West. And so the pattern is that we are traditionalists, you know, and this is not a bad thing but we like things to follow a certain way. And the challenge with that is when people come that don't meet our Seventh-day Adventist um, status quo, we often don't know how to embrace them and then we force them to fall in line, which I believe robs the church and harms the individual. 
because not everybody needs to fall in line. There are some creatives and there are some other types of people that can really add to our Christian experience if we would just allow people to be authentic and not force everyone to behave a certain way. Wow, couldn't say it better myself. Uh, thank you for that. And going off on that, um, you have a Facebook page called The Fly Introvert. And I'm shocked that you said you are not naturally a comedian because what you have been posting has been 100% hilarious. There's been some short videos of you finally coming to a party and greeting everybody at everybody's you know, congratulating you. And after you say hi to everybody, you actually leave. I, I noticed that because I'm an introvert too. Um, and the one you've done just recently, a, a few uh, days ago, was um, cancel the plans or cancel your plans. Oh, right. The yes. game show of introverts. But the twist is you actually had two extroverts as the guests. And the stress that you went through my goodness, because they were answering those questions like true extroverts and true extrovert. it was challenging for you. So what inspired you to make that page and um, how are you able to come up with this hilarious content? You know, to be honest with you, that's a question I ask myself too. I don't know where it comes up in my mind, but I realize that there is truth in jest and comedy in the very mundane things of life. Um, oftentimes as introverts, the things that we're thinking in our heads, that we believe we must be the only people thinking this or only people feeling this way, um, it's not true. And just bringing that to light is what makes it funny. So it by itself, I don't know that that's very funny. I think the mo people laugh mainly because they can see themselves in the um, setup situation. That's what makes it funny, you know? I don't know, in a, in a different environment where maybe there wasn't uh, a lot of dialogue or division between introverts and extroverts, maybe it wouldn't be as comical. But in our society, um, I think that anytime you bring something sort of that's kind of regular and mundane, um, something that happens every day that maybe you keep in your head, you bring it to light, it just, it becomes comical when you see somebody acting out the exact scenario in your head. Like, this is how I feel when an extrovert shows up at my door unannounced, right? You know, you might hide under the blankets or something. There, there's nothing necessarily funny about that, except for the fact that you know exactly what that's like. That's what makes it funny. And so um, I guess, I don't know, I'm just able to see the everyday, it's like the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Then when somebody finally brings it up, everybody just, you know, burst out and cackles because we've all seen it. We've all been there. We've all felt it. And it's just so funny that you finally brought it to our attention. So I'm, I'm glad that my, that was my good friend, Natalie, and my husband were um, willing to be a part of that activity. And I'm glad that some people had fun with it. I had a ton of fun. Um, and hopefully people didn't take it too seriously. It was meant to be a little over the top on the introvert side and the extrovert side, but meant to bring some truth to how some of us feel. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the, the, the question, like one of them was, um, what would you do in a party uh, when you're the friend that brought you to a party leaves 
And then your husband was just like, oh, that's when the party begins for me. And, <laughs> and then me as an introvert, I'm like, no, that's when the party ends. Yes. <laughs> that's the time to leave. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. And I think um, that's one of the things introverts do well is we, we pick up on those little things. We, yes. we, we pick up body language ticks and things like that that normal people won't notice. But we pick those things up because we are talking to ourselves a lot so absolutely like like, oh what is this person doing oh they like to do that a lot and then you know we we pick up stuff so um, and that's a gift eric that i actually think that that is a a skill and a gift i think that there are people who can see sort of the big picture which is great you know if you're a visionary like that you can see the big picture like if you're in a room and you might be able to say like there's 20 people in a room and of those 20 people there are you know 10 couples an introvert might be able to sit back and look at the details like you know 10 of the couples or three of the couples had on green shirts and then another three of them were holding hands while four of them um, were sitting with you know their arms looped together those small minute details uh, that some people might overlook are things that we can bring to the table it makes a difference when it comes to you know if my husband and I ever do marriage counseling sessions together um, there, are, there are things that I can share with him about how we might do this or questions that we might ask that he maybe didn't think of and he has questions that I didn't think of. So those details that we can pick up, they're important. We need to be able to bring those to the table because it makes everybody's experience um, a lot fuller and richer. Awesome. And I, I just wanted to ask one last question. Uh, and it's been pretty much obvious, but the whole, because this is something I'm experiencing as well, the the relationship dynamic where one is an introvert and one is an extrovert uh you brought that to light a little bit at the end of your game show skit and mm-hmm. talked about it uh could you enlighten us a little bit about that experience the because i feel like uh i think you, your your husband also said this how most of the time one is going to be one and the other is going to be the other so um if you could like give a little tip for those who are listening on. So personality types in marriage is an entire two weekend workshop that my husband and I have done together for our church. And it's an important one. Um, And it's something that we would like to do during this social distancing time. We've talked about, as a matter of fact, the day that they started this lockdown, we were scheduled to lead that presentation at our home for our church ministry. And so we thought that maybe in a concession, we would do it on a Facebook live, but it's really important. Um, Briefly, I'll just say, that many couples struggle with the differences um, between husband and wife if, if one is very extroverted and one is very introverted. And it can take years of learning to understand the other person, learning to understand yourself, and then learning to understand how do these two different entities come together and make a happy home. That's a process that can really discourage some families um, and or it's a process that can really encourage some families and get stronger. But it's, it is, um, it's so important that uh, we have these conversations as couples. The first time we presented this, again, we didn't have any clue how meaningful it would be. We were just sharing our personal testimony. That's when we discovered of the people in the room that so many were, you know, one introvert, one extrovert, and so many had had challenges in their marriage surrounding this because of the lack of understanding. And so it, it was a completely eye-opening experience to be able to share our struggles, especially as leaders. I think it's when leaders can admit 
that we've struggled in certain areas and this is how we overcome it. I think it really helps people to um, not be as shy or embarrassed about their particular struggles because everybody is human. Um, but the key really is being able to appreciate um, and embrace who you are as an individual and then appreciate and embrace who your spouse is as an individual mm -hmm. and to understand my husband says this all the time that there is no normal like we have this idea that in order for you to be normal you have to be a, a certain way and that's not true there is you and there is me and both of them can be correct and okay so I'm not going to try to change my husband to be more like me and he's not going to try to change me to be more like him. I'm going to learn to understand who you are. I can better appreciate who you are if I have a certain level of respect and understanding for who I am. Then I don't feel the need to validate who I am by making you like me. A lot of times that's what happens is I, I, want, to, I, I want to validate myself by making you more like me because then it gives me more surety of who I am. No, I, I trust and respect myself all by myself, regardless of who might be like me or unlike me. When I can do that, then I can value him for who he is. And then we can work on coming together and seeing how we can make this a beautiful home and a beautiful life and a beautiful family together. So um, it's really important. We definitely will share that at some point. Um, and I'll share that on my social media page because I think that a lot of people would benefit from just being a part of that conversation. Yes. Uh, definitely. And I would be one of them. So I'll look forward to that. And I love that statement. There is no normal. There is no normal. And uh, with that, I think I'll let it end. But I, as I usually do, I give it to the guests to give some words of encouragement. There are some introverts out there who are getting the call to serve God, but they feel like, man, I'm not charismatic. I'm introverted. I'm withdrawn. How can I serve God? Can you give us some words of encouragement to those introverts out there? Absolutely. I would want those introverts to know that God has given you a specific gift and a specific message that you need to share because we have accepted Christ as our savior. And I think one of the best ways to thank him is to share the gifts that he's given us with the world. And so my prayer is that you will learn to value the importance of who you are um, and that God will give you the courage to share who you are, whether it's on a small stage or a large stage, knowing that there are people who will grow because of what you have to bring to the table. We need it. It's valuable. And um, the church and the world needs to know what, what you've been keeping inside your mind all these years. I want you to share that with those around you for your benefit and for their benefit. <laughs>